I'm Jock Wilson, and this is Football North. Canadian quarterbacks are the toast of the town in the Canadian Football League. Victoria-born Nathan Rourke is making headlines in Vancouver. And 2021 Heck Creighton Trophy winner Trey Ford, a first-round pick in the 2022 CFL Draft, wins his first-ever CFL start in Edmonton. We're going to hear from Trey Ford a little later on in this podcast. But first, here's what Calgary Stampeder head coach Dave Dickinson had to say about Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions. They're trying to make a statement to the rest of the league that uh, we're the team to beat. And right now they are, in my opinion. Winnipeg is still the defending champ and they're undefeated. But BC is playing better football than anybody. And uh, and Nathan is, is balling and you know, there's a lot to be said for having a quarterback on your roster for $75,000 because um, you can see the talent around him. You can see how many good players they have, offense, defense, and otherwise. And if you follow football, you know that in the NFL, if you can get a quarterback that's a great player on a rookie contract, you can surround him with tons of skill and talent. And that's a great recipe for success. And they're certainly uh, reaping the benefits of it right now. It's an interesting take for sure, and he's certainly not wrong. When you only pay $75,000 on a starting quarterback in a salary cap world, you do have the luxury to surround him with a very good supporting cast, and we're seeing that with the BC Lions. On the Football North Roundtable, let's bring in Kelly Moore from CGOB in Winnipeg, the home of the Bombers, and Dave Campbell from 630 Ched in Edmonton, the home of the Elks. And guys, why don't we just kick it off, uh, following up with what we just heard from Dave Dickinson, uh, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, on Nathan Rourke and the BC Lions. Dave, you, you, you kick it off. Uh, is the coach in Calgary onto something here? Well, I, I think when it comes to the salary, I mean, boy, are they ever saving money over there in BC with uh, Mike Riley. Uh, over seven hundred thousand dollars to Nathan Rourke to to seventy five. If that is in fact what he's making, and I, I would trust what, what what Dave Dickinson is saying. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're able to surround a quality quarterback with quality pieces around him, and you can spend money elsewhere and enjoy it while it lasts, right? Because he's not going to be at seventy five k for long. But uh, you know, also, I think Nathan Rourke so far in his career is uh, is looking like the real deal. Now we have to, you know put this with a grain of salt i mean it only has i think five cfl starts so that's not even you know one third of the season yet but i mean the results speak for himself uh, for themselves um he's a dangerous quarterback and uh you know i i do believe that uh, the, the cost saving is is huge for the lions you know and in some ways you wonder if they were kind of hoping mike Riley would retire or, you know i don't know uh, you know but <laughs> Uh, I I don't know if that's exactly true, but it makes you wonder. Uh, I, but yeah, I, I, I would know. I would say for sure a dangerous mobile quarterback. And, and let's yeah. bring Kelly Moore into the conversation. Kelly, your thoughts? Yeah, dual threat. Not only can he throw the ball, but he can run the ball as well as anybody we've seen. Uh, in addition to uh, his great leadership abilities and his mental toughness, uh, you know things didn't go nearly as smoothly on the road as they went in the two games at home. And I really liked his reaction there. But you know what, Dave was talking about guys is not and i'm talking about dave dickinson here not dave campbell because i never agree with him on anything uh but uh, uh it, it's not unlike the entry level contract in the national hockey league you know if, if nhl teams can get about three or four guys who are playing on their uh, first three years uh and they become premium players in their lineup like holy crows can uh, you ever do some pretty special things so the lions are in a very enviable position And I can't help but think, and I'm going to date myself a little bit here, I can't help but think 
that the happiest guy about Nathan Rourke's emergence uh, would be Jamie Bone. <laughs> <laughs> and and for younger listeners, I'll just provide a little context. Jamie Bone, still to this day, uh, although Nathan Rourke might uh, uh, affect that a little bit, but uh, between Russ Jackson and Nathan Rourke, Jamie Bone probably uh, one of the, if not the finest passing Canadian-born quarterbacks uh, that uh, came down the pike, uh, had a great career at Western Ontario, and took on the CFL in the late 70s. Do you guys remember that when uh, he got cut about a dozen days after training camp in Hamilton? Yeah, it's, you know, the whole stigma of Canadian quarterbacks, I find kind of interesting. You know, we, we here in Calgary, we've seen, you know, Greg Vavra, you know, yeah. win the Heck Creighton Award and, and have, you know, a, a nice CFL career. You know, Andrew Buckley, the most recent here in Calgary, he won a Heck Creighton. Heck, he won two Heck Creighton Awards. And, and I think he would have had a very long CFL career if he didn't decide to go in the medical profession and become a doctor and obviously make a much more money as a, as a doctor in this country than, than a quarterback in, in the Canadian Football League, and uh, we're going to hear more from Andrew Buckley a, a little bit later on. But 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 I, I want to talk about the comparison of these two guys. You know, I, we're talking about Trey Ford in Edmonton, Nathan Rourke in Vancouver. Now, both were born in Canada. Nathan Rourke, you know, did transfer his senior year to Alabama, which is a football hotbed, and of course, he went to school in the United States. Trey Ford, on the other hand, Dave Campbell, he really did do his business here in Canada. Born in this country, you know, went through the Canadian high school system, you know, went through U Sports. Uh, is that a better story in, in, in your opinion? I, I'm just curious your thoughts. Well, if, if Trey Ford turns out to be a solid quarterback in the Canadian Football League, it will be a better story than Nathan Rourke. And Nathan Rourke's story is very, very good. You know, winning three straight bowl games at Ohio, uh, going to Alabama, uh, as you mentioned, at, at a prep school, and uh, I heard him on a, another podcast saying, "You know, you will, you will, you will learn when you are playing Alabama if you love football or not, mm-hmm. right?" And you know, it, it's, it's a great story. But here is Trey Ford out of U Sports, out of Waterloo, Heck Creighton Trophy winner in 2021, and we also have to mention, I mean, all those all those quarterbacks that that, that you mentioned as well. Um, they didn't have pro days, I believe. Trey Ford had a pro day at the University of Buffalo. He had attention from NH- NFL scouts, rather, and eighth overall pick by the Edmonton Elks in the recent draft here in 2022. So, yeah, if he, if he makes himself a name in this league, which he already has, but what I mean is if he turns out to be a very good starting quarterback, to me, it helps to profile of U sports. It helps the profile of Canadian quarterbacks, as does Nathan Rourke. But the fact that he did it in Canada is going to be uh, even a greater story than what we see out of Nathan Rourke, which is already a very good story. You know, and, and there's the backstory on Trey Ford as well. I mean, he and his twin brother Tyrell were raised by a single dad and uh, had a lot of obstacles to overcome growing up in southern Ontario in the Niagara area when his uh, dad was on kidney dialysis. So I agree with you, Dave. And this is to take away absolutely nothing uh, from Nathan Rourke. But uh, Trey Ford uh, had uh, a couple of more obstacles to overcome and, and has done it. So it was, uh, it was nice to see him get his chance uh, to show what he could do as well. And you know, <laughs> The irony of all of this is before 
the new seven-year CBA was uh, uh, agreed to. A lot of the talk was about the playing time being taken away from Canadian starters. And now look what uh, Trey Ford and Nathan Rourke are doing. I just uh, absolutely love it. And, of course, a, a guy in our market here uh, where that's a little bit of a sensitive issue to him, uh, uh, Doug Brown, the Hall of Famer who works on our broadcast. <laughs> He's uh, very quick to mention that a lot of times. Hey, uh, Commissioner uh, uh, Ambrosi, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you see what's going on with our Canadian quarterbacks? Well, you know what never made sense to me, guys, is you would have a Canadian quarterback, but he wouldn't count as a Canadian starter like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad yeah. that rule has changed because that made no sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I and, agree. I agree. You know, yeah. you know and, and I don't know how many Canadian quarterbacks between Russ Jackson and the emergence of Nathan Rourke, and, and you've mentioned it, uh, uh, Jock, you know, there, there have been a couple of guys in Calgary that uh, certainly had some opportunities, but how many guys were left by the wayside because they were Canadians? I mean, mm-hmm. take a look at a couple of guys who were quarterbacks in the Canadian university ranks and went on to start them at other positions. And, you know, Bob Cameron, a former Heck Creighton winner, uh, you know, back in the day. Uh, Brad you know, Sinopoli. Yeah. Out to be, yeah, and Brad Sinopoli was the other name I yeah. was going to mention. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's a great point. Uh, D- Dave, I've I got to ask you this question because you, you're in Edmonton, and, of course, uh, you were there for Trey Ford's, uh, you know, first-ever CFL start and win. I'll be honest with you. I, I thought Chris Jones was making a mistake. I like Nick Arbuckle. I, I didn't think Nick Arbuckle was horrible. I get it. He hadn't won yet, and there was lots of pressure. I just thought Chris Jones was making a mistake. I thought this was too early. You know, not he's not quite ready. Uh, but, hey, I, I guess I was wrong. Chris Jones was right. I guess time will tell on that one, too. Yeah, that's the key point is time will tell. At the time, I was surprised. Um, I felt the change was coming just from what I sensed at the, the one practice I was able to watch before heading to, to Hamilton and uh, just notice, noticing the, 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 the division of the reps. And I'm like, oh, boy, Trey Ford's getting a lot of first-team reps here. And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I was talking to someone from with inside the club and, you know, he mentioned to me if Trey Ford starts. So I'm like, okay, there's, there's something here. But then when I saw the depth chart released on, on the Thursday, so the day before the game, I was like, wow, he's actually doing it. And it was a huge risk because you don't want the moment to seize uh, Trey Ford. And I always look at a quarter, any quarterback, you know, when, they're, when they're new to the league and they're mostly American, but I look at any quarterback to see what their demeanor is the day before the game. And I looked at Trey Ford and I, I listened to him and you know, talked to him and he seemed so even-keeled. It, it, like the moment at the time wasn't going to, wasn't going to crush him. Just think about the moment. He's halfway between in Hamilton. He's from Niagara Falls. So he's halfway between his home and he's halfway between Waterloo, right? So he's got family and friends coming from all sides, uh, former teammates. He had a lot of people in the crowd at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, you're playing in that stadium, which is uh, very wind-aided, and, and it's annoying to play for a lot of players, especially quarterbacks. Um, you're playing a good football team, even though they are 0-4 uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a tough moment. And we're talking about a quarterback, and some people may be insulted by this, but this is reality. He's from U Sports, mm-hmm. so he's going to be looked differently than Nathan Rourke. That's just reality. And he came out, and the moment wasn't too big for him. He used his legs, and that's the thing that Chris Jones talked about is, you know, nothing against what Nick Arbuckle has done. 
But Trey Fort gives us something we maybe need right now, and that is the ability to, to move and attack defenses with his legs. And he's got an arm. He's got a very good arm. It's not like Brandon Bridge, who had, you know, good mobility but couldn't really throw the ball and was inaccurate. You know, Trey Ford has some good accuracy. The, the one thing he's going to have to learn is, is to go through his progressions, and he started to get better in the second half. Now there's about three throws he wants back, including an interception. But the moment wasn't too big for Trey Ford so far. So now he has one start under his belt. Now it gets harder because now you've got teams that have film on him. Now you have to respond to that. But um, I thought it was a huge risk so far. It's paid off. And uh, now it's up to Trey Ford. Now the pressure really starts to sink in for him. Can you do it week, week in, week out? And there's going to be weeks where you don't play well. And there's going to be moments in games where you don't play well. But how do you come back from that? So far, so good. Kelly, your thoughts? Well, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, in going forward, too, because uh, the Canadian Football League has not made a secret about it. They want to try to find different ways uh, to inject more offense into the game because they felt defenses uh, were too dominant in the 2021 season. You know, some agree with that, some don't. Uh, but it'll it'll be interesting to see how this uh, all plays out. If it, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's face it, if guys like Nathan Rourke and Trey Ford are able to take advantage of this uh, with their abilities, especially their their uh, mobility, uh, then I think it's going to play well uh, for other quarterbacks. I mean, you, you know, Brandon Bridge is the guy that uh, is the most recent. And I mean, what a physical specimen he was, six five two. 35 but uh, did he have the football iq that nathan rourke and trey ford appear to have and so that's where i think the uh, the sample size will really come into it because the more these guys play uh the more film defensive coordinators have on them uh so uh, you know there there won't be too many secrets uh, on either one of these guys uh, if they're able to start an entire season. And that is always something, too, the ability to adapt both their offensive coordinators and then uh, the players themselves. You both make some some excellent points. And and I I want to follow up with something that uh, that Dave said, uh, because, you know, obviously the mobility is so important. That's what you see in Nathan Rourke and Trey Ford right now. Uh, Yes, they're smart. Yes, they can read the game. Yes, they can read defenses. Yes, they have a very nice release. can throw the ball they're athletic but they both have amazing running abilities and and you know I I look back at other quarterbacks that maybe didn't have that and I I talked about Greg Vavra and Andrew Buckley earlier Uh, it just wasn't quite the same and and maybe that's why uh, and again we we don't know exactly what kind of success they're going to have but the other thing that you said Dave and and I think it's it's really worth following up uh, following up I do believe there was a real bias from American coaches they didn't want to even go down the path of of playing a Canadian born a Canadian trained quarterback, uh, and 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 I call it a bias, and and I think you saw it from 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 the majority of coaches that were American in this league. Now I don't know if this is going to change things. I hope it does change things. Uh, what what are your thoughts, Dave? Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because uh, this week we uh, we had a chance to speak with Jamin Pelly of the Elks, who was a former USC Dino. And he played with Adam Sinegra, and he says he felt there's a bit of a bias because this guy was a good quarterback, right? And why is no one looking at him? Um, you know, I, I do think you have to credit Chris Jones, who, and I think Brandon Bridge said this after, after the game in Hamilton, is he doesn't care about the color of your skin. He doesn't care what nationality you are. If you can play, you're going to play on his football team. So he believes Trey Ford 
can play because of his ability, not because of his nationality. Now, because of the ratio, let's face it, American coaches do feel, or coaches, period, feel like they are donating maybe one spot, uh, one Canadian starting spot to a Canadian who maybe doesn't necessarily deserve it on ability. That happens, right? You have no choice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do think there there might be a slight bias, but at the same time, um, Canadian quarterbacks have to earn it in a lot of ways as well, and we haven't seen enough of that, you know, over the last number of years. So if Trey Ford and Nathan Rourke can inspire Canadians, uh, Canadian quarterbacks to kind of chase the dream somewhat, uh, that it is possible, then that's going to influence coaches to, to start playing you know, more Canadian quarterbacks. I never agreed with this notion that's been out there. Well, the third quarterback should be a Canadian. No, you're gifting a spot. I don't like that. I think you should you should definitely earn the spot. Is there a little bit of bias? Yeah, but look over the years with the quarterbacks that we've seen in this league, which has been, you know, pretty much American primarily, or all of them have been American up to this year. Um, would you would you go against Bully Levi Mitchell? Would you go against Ricky Ray? <laughs> would you go against Michael Riley? Would you go against you know? I mean, name other quarterbacks. Not Caleros. I mean, there's a reason why they have the, the the spots because they're they're just better than what we have here in Canada. But if Trey Ford and Nathan Rourke can flip the script, that's great. But to me, you have to earn it. But give Chris Jones credit because he doesn't look at players. And he you know obviously has to set a set a ratio he knows that but if you can play on his football team you'll play hey but dave i'll tell you what if chris jones the gm goes to chris jones the head coach and says hey listen we can give ourselves some salary cap flexibility here uh by having uh trey ford or nathan rourke uh, as one of our three quarterbacks so uh you know if these guys are close you know, uh, think about what it could do for the rest of the football team. And, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, let's face it, guys, there weren't salary caps that head coaches or general managers uh, had to particularly concern themselves with. And not that the salary cap is anything new, but now that we're seeing Nathan Rourke and Trey Ford, at least in the early part of their careers, outperforming their contracts well you know uh, i'm sure there's some gms that are probably going to be looking at this thing a little bit closer going down the road uh because of the constraints the cap does put now uh into putting together the strongest lineup you can have okay totally hypothetical question to end this segment and it's hypothetical because we, we can look into our crystal ball we can make predictions on you know how long these careers will last who will have a better career so here's the hypothetical question for you. Who has a longer career in the Canadian Football League, in your opinion, Nathan Rourke or Trey Ford? Now, me personally, I, I think Nathan Rourke is going to get a look in the NFL, whether it's next year or two years down the road. I, I, the jury for me is still out on Trey Ford. So I will say Trey Ford will have a longer staying power in the Canadian Football League. Uh, Kelly Moore, you go first this time. Yeah, hang on. I'm just going to phone a friend here. Uh, <laughs> let me get out Bob Irving's phone number. Uh, no, I boy, Dave. You know, I, or uh, Jock. As soon as you said hypothetical question, uh, oh boy, <laughs> I, I I think Nathan Rourke. Uh, I don't know. There's just something uh, about him 
that is really, really special. And even last year when he was the understudy to Mike Riley, uh, you saw glimpses of it. So uh, I, I think Rourke, and, and this is nothing against Trey Ford, uh, but I just think Nathan Rourke uh, is, is a real special player. Uh, and, uh, and even though it's very, very early in his career, he just has that something. You know, it's it's indescribable. You can't really put your finger on it, but he, he has the it factor. That's what I'm going to base my hypothesis on. Good stuff. How about you, Dave? Uh, I was going to ask the computer to eliminate some answers, but there's only two <laughs> answers, so that doesn't make any sense, right? Uh, you know, I, I would say on the surface, Nathan Rourke, but I do agree with you, Jock, that I do think he may get an NFL looks, and he might be that Taysom Hill-type quarterback that uh, NFL teams covet. I, you know, I, I don't know if that will happen, but I, I think he will get a look. Uh, and I think Trey Ford has a chance to have a long career in this league and be successful. And I don't know if the NFL would ever come calling down the road. It all depends. But uh, I think Trey Ford, I'm going to go with the made in Canada answer because he, uh, nothing against Nathan Rourke, but born, bred, raised, uh, played football and youth sports, uh, and I think he's uh, got the ability to be a solid CFL quarterback. So a bit of a homer answer, but I'm going to go with Trey Ford. Hey, I, and I'm okay with that homer answer. And, and the one thing I will say in closing, guys, you know, to CFL fans listening into this podcast, just enjoy it. You know, the, the, these, you know, yeah. we, we can label them Canadian. We can label them global. We can label them whatever they want. They're just really darn good athletes right now, and, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, you know, and the other thing that comes into it too, Jock, really quickly is, you know, the situation that might develop in the National Football League. Do these guys see themselves being able to play? Uh, and boy, the chance to play, and yes, money is uh, uh, going to be a big part of it, but, uh, uh, you know, if if there's not too much of a separator for the money by the time they've reached that point in their careers, you know, do they want to sit and maybe come in in specialty situations, or do they want to continue to be the number one guy? What a night for Canadian quarterback Trey Ford as he picks up his very first CFL win in his very first start. Morley Scott from 630 Ched, the voice of the Edmonton Elks, had a chance to sit down with the young U Sports quarterback. Obviously, to get in my first start, you know, first career start, first career win uh, was pretty amazing. But also, just it was in Hamilton, so it was super close for my family. It was the first game where, like, my dad and all my hometown family actually came to a game. And uh, it's also super close to the University of Waterloo, so a lot of my university friends were able to uh, attend the game as well. So it was pretty cool to have them all there and see them after the game. Tell me about some of the people who were there and how important it was for you to have them there. Um, yeah, so uh, my my dad was there, my grandma, uh, two of my aunts, my fiance, her mom, her sister. Oh, sorry, yeah, wife. Sorry, we're married now. <laughs> We just got married recently, so but uh, yeah, wife, and then uh, a lot of uh, university friends as well. Um, my brother obviously couldn't make it because he is in Winnipeg and he's in Toronto right now, getting ready to play. But um, yeah, no, it was cool just to have everybody there. It's super supportive, so. Chris Jones talked about that, just exactly what you mentioned, Trey. Uh, you're close to your hometown for the game. You were close to where you uh, where you played university for the game. Uh, the team was 0-3. Uh, you're a Canadian quarterback getting a, a start in the Canadian Football League on Canada Day. Uh, he mentioned how you really held up well through a what was a really big stage for you for your first start. Did you think about all that stuff? Was that in, in your mindset as you're prepping for this game, especially the Canada Day angle? 
angle and, and, and the Canadian quarterback angle? Because that's obviously with the success Nathan Rourke's been having in Vancouver. That's been a pretty big story this year. Um, yeah, it was definitely a big stage. I mean, to be honest, I didn't even realize it was Canada Day until it kind of popped up because, like, all the days just start to blend together. Like, they just blend together. So I'm not even sure what days what. I just remember everything right now is day one, day two, day three, and then game day. So it's uh, it was definitely uh, cool to get out there to play on Canada Day, you know, being a Canadian quarterback and um, getting that first start. But uh, I, did, I didn't try to hype the game up too much. I know it was a big stage, but I was just focusing on the little things, you know, the reads on the plays, getting the ball to our athletes and uh, just letting them make plays. So I didn't make the stage too big, which I felt like definitely helped me and uh, just went out there and played football. You uh, had a chance, obviously, since the game to go over the film and, and watch it. How, how was the breakdown in your mind of your play? What, what did you see when you watched the game again? Uh, yeah, so I feel like in the first half, I was definitely uh, had a little bit of happy feet getting outside the pocket and just using my legs uh, to create plays. Uh, with, you know, I did still, I feel like I made some uh, good throws in the first half. But I feel like I definitely calmed down in the second half. Uh, got out there, I was able to go more one, two, three in the reads and, uh, you know, get to those second and third, fourth reads and get our athletes the ball. Uh, I feel like I did a way better job of that in the second half. Definitely felt a little more confident and calm in the pocket. And um, I'm looking forward to keep developing towards that to get super comfortable in the pocket and using my legs when I have to or when I need to. Your first drive in your first start, you're standing on the goal line to take the snap as as the Elks got pushed back to the five to start that series. Any thoughts go through your mind at that point, looking 110 yards downfield, thinking that's where I want to be, but I'm starting here. Uh, you, man, you had the long porch for your first series, didn't you? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was definitely a long one, and I mean, yeah, it definitely sucks to you know, start on your own goal line, but I, the thing that sucked the most was definitely that we had a pretty good return off of it. So we were looking at pretty good field position. I think we were going to start like on our 30. And then we ha had the flag that pushed us back. And it really limits your playbook when you're stuck on your own goal line. So we couldn't come out and do a lot of the things that we wanted to do. But, um, you know, it's it's part of football. You know, you don't get put in the best situation sometimes. So we try to make the best of it. I think we ended up taking a safety there, which was unfortunate. would have been nice, you know, to drive the field and have a 110-yard drive. But uh, it didn't happen that way. Can't you can't stress over it, and you got to get ready for the next drive. So, I, I guess if you're starting on your standing on your old, own goal line to wait for the snap, you're starting in a pretty pressure packed situation. I imagine from that point on, you start to feel more comfortable as the play as the game goes on the rest of the night. Yeah, being in a, being in a tough situation like that, it made some of the other ones a little bit easier. Uh, you were able to uh, you're able to use your feet. Uh, I think uh, we talked about it on the post game show. They kind of defensively kind of took the run away from you later in the game, and then you then you were able to use your arm a little bit more. How important is it to you to make sure that you show people that you're not uh, quote running quarterback? You're also a guy who comes out and can and will throw the football. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I do want to let everybody know that I am a quarterback, and I mean, is it hard right now? or harder than other quarterbacks right now to go out there and go through all the reads. Absolutely. Uh, I'm coming from U Sports, obviously, which is different level of playing. And I'm a lot more athletic than most quarterbacks. So when I do see, you know, five or six yards, I can go get that and go get a first down. I'm definitely going to do that because first downs lead to touchdowns. 
touchdowns lead to winning games. But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think over time too, it's going to show that I can sit in the pocket and make all the throws, and it's going to be uh, tougher defenses to to guard the pass and also guard the run when I can scramble, extend plays, and it's going to put them in tough spots. But uh, yeah, I definitely want everybody to know that I can throw, but I'm also not at the point where I feel like I have to prove to everybody that I can throw. I know I can throw myself. So I'm not super worried about that. And I'm not going to do anything crazy or anything that I don't want to do just to try to prove people that I can throw. I'm Dave McIver, sideline reporter and co-host of Calgary Stampeder Football. I got a chance to catch up with former University of Calgary Dinos quarterback, two-time Heck Crichton Award winner, and 2022 Canada West Hall of Fame inductee Andrew Buckley. He spent two seasons with the Stamps before moving on to be a doctor. Well, you look at your resume with the Dinos. You won the Russ Jackson Award, the BLG Award as the top student athlete. You won the Heck Crichton Trophy as the top player in U sports uh, back-to-back seasons. Uh, Only one of three individuals to win the award multiple times since the start of the century uh, alongside quarterbacks Tommy Dennison and Eric Lavich. And you threw for 8,199 yards, 54 touchdowns over five seasons with the Dinos. Then you moved on to the Stamps, had a nice little two run uh, two year run here and then that time you were the only Canadian quarterback playing in the CFL you you know great short yardage guy you went 32 for 42 313 yards we're looking at these two Canadian quarterbacks now one from the NCAA and Nathan Rourke one from U Sports and Trey Ford do you think you possibly maybe open the door or at least got GMs thinking about Canadian U Sports quarterbacks again yeah, well, you know it's it's cool just to be in the conversation I think it's been so exciting to watch, you know, a guy like Nathan Rourke have so much success this year. And um, just to be, yeah, in that conversation is cool. I don't know if I necessarily opened the door, but at least proved that, uh, you know, us Canadian quarterbacks have our place in the league. And um, Nathan Rourke's doing crazy big things, which is, is awesome. So um, yeah, I think it's only a matter of time. Our, our talent here in, in U Sport and CIS is only growing. And there's going to be more guys in the future. I hope that continue to push that boundary. And, um, you know, I'm certainly lucky to have teammates and coaches around me that supported me and got me to that level. And then guys like uh, Hoffnagel and Dickinson to believe in me and give me the shot. So all it takes is just that little bit of, uh, you know, pop the door open and then, you know, people will start running through it. And Nathan Rourke's proven like, uh, like he's doing just that. Yeah, it's the opportunity, right? You look at Nathan Rourke and the things he's doing, and Trey Ford, the Heck Crichton uh, Trophy Award winner uh, in his in his own game. Um, he's you know got the first win of the year for the Elks. Uh, both those guys have been uh, been great stories in the CFL this year. No kidding, it's so cool. It, uh, it geez, it's been a long time coming. Like I, I had the opportunity to meet Russ Jackson a few times, and he's one of those guys that's just legendary in the CFL circles, and he was sort of the one of the last greats to really do it and you know to think it's been that long since you know really getting another shot is uh you kind of scratch your head but also cool to to finally be breaking down that that barrier and kind of be in the same generation that's doing it is uh, exciting obviously you know we've we've talked about it here already with the way things are going in early in the season for those two um there's a huge focus on the canadian quarterback in the cfl right now one is a former ncaa player in nathan rourke the other a former u sports player in trey ford as we've said i'm wondering when a quarterback is coming out of the ncaa compared to coming out of u sports is there a difference in the way those two qbs are viewed um I think there is, you know, it seemed to me like in the locker room, there was more, uh, more stock put in quarterbacks coming out of the NCAA and only because I think 
um, their systems down there are just a bit more sophisticated and more advanced in, in what demands they put on the quarterback. Um, and so, you know, to me, it seemed like just a bit less of a gap to bridge uh, jumping up to the CFL. Uh, I felt coming from sport, I didn't necessarily have the most sophisticated offenses. Uh, and so, you know, the demands and what you're required to do under center are just a little bit less at, uh, at the U sport level. And so it, it maybe just feels like a bigger jump. Um, but I think certainly we're, we're getting lots of great coaching in U sport that uh, is kind of pushing the boundary for what our quarterbacks have typically done. And I think that gap is getting less and less. And so, you know, see a guy like Trey Ford, who's uh, I'm sure had great coaching along the way and he's uh, it's helped with the transition for sure. So, you know, hopefully as time goes on, we keep closing that gap and get more of us uh, in the CFL. How important is that coaching, Andrew, growing up in Canada and getting, you know, high school football, Bantam football, peewee football, up to junior football, and then, you know, if you're lucky enough to make you sports, how important is that for, for the development, especially of a quarterback, you know, to, to maybe get a chance to play in the CFL? Yeah, huge. I mean, I look back at the coaches I had, and they were all phenomenal coaches, cared so much about our development. But, you know, from a true X's and O's standpoint, they weren't necessarily pushing uh, the mental side of the game as much. And so skill development was there. Like, I feel like I can throw the ball as good as anyone. Um, but it's just sort of seeing the field and uh, going over the X's and O's and reviewing game film that isn't quite at the same level. Um, that being said, I think we're getting there. And I think we're, we're making those strides as far as uh, promoting the mental side of our Canadian game. Um, and, you know, I, I had a, a chance to go down to uh, Texas, for example, in high school, and I was seeing what the quarterbacks in high school were doing down there, which is what I was doing, and it was totally different. Like they were, they were competing and preparing at a college level in high school down there, and so you know they're just spending more years at that high level of ball, and um, it helps out for the most part. But that being said, I think we're gaining on them, and we're not far behind. Yeah, the the you look at a, a Texas stadium on Friday night in, uh, in in high school football in 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 the United States and in Texas, obviously you got you know ten thousand fans, fifteen thousand fans. It, it can get pretty exactly. ridiculous. So, um, what was that transition like for you when you left the Dinos and then you came to the Stamps? Because as you said, you weren't going with you know as uh, as crazy as a playbook as as you might be playing in the NCAA, but you did jump into a, a Dave Dickinson, you know, John Huffnagel offense, which I've heard can be, you know, pretty confusing. Oh yeah. No, it, it felt like a huge jump. Like physically I felt prepared and I felt like I could uh, play and, uh, and compete physically with any of the guys on the team. It was more just that, that mental jump and getting up to speed and, you know, really understanding how many uh, reads and the complexity of the offense is, is the hardest part of it all. Um, you know, at the end of the day, throwing the football is the easiest part, but it's, knowing who to throw to and when to throw to that, uh, or when to make the throw story that uh, become the challenging part. Um, and so, yeah, huge jump and it required a ton of uh, both film study and study of the playbook. And then on top of that, you're putting in, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 new plays each week. And it, uh, the demands are, are pretty intense. And so you really got to uh, buckle down and put in the time to learn it and learn it well. So that come game day, if, uh, if you get in there, uh, you make the most of the opportunity. Uh, last one for me, Andrew. Um, do you think with you know Nathan Rourke, Trey Ford, do you think they're feeling the added pressure right now for for those two guys? Because it has been a long time since we've seen you know real sustained success at the at the quarterback position um, from a Canadian. Yeah, no, great question. I think uh, I I don't 
think you can help but feel it. Like I, I certainly felt it a little bit that you wanted to represent uh, the Canadian quarterbacks well because you know, I certainly knew my share of guys that would die to be in the same position. Um, that being said, like I also hope they don't feel as much the pressure and they can just relax and play their game and uh, and show what they have because they're both very capable guys. And so, you know, hopefully they're just relaxed and having fun with it and, and can let their skills shine. All right, that does it for another edition of Football North. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Would love to hear your feedback. Maybe, just maybe, you have a topic that you would like us to address. Hit me up. My email address, jock at am770chqr.com.